Welcome to Tech Bytes, a short, sharp, sponsored conversation on new ideas and ongoing trends in IT. Today's sponsor is Nubeva, and we're going to talk about getting packet visibility in public clouds. Our guests are Steve Perkins, he's CRO and head of product, and Eric Freeland, director of customer success. Steve and Eric, welcome to the show. And Steve, why don't you start us off with the elevator pitch on Nubeva? Yeah, sure. Thanks. Uh, great to be here. So, uh, uh, you know, at the highest level, Nubeva is focused on making software for enterprises to improve cloud visibility. Um, right now, our first uh, flagship product, called, we call it Prisms, is focused on packet-level visibility in the cloud. Right? At the, at the, the fundamental thing is as people are moving into the cloud, they don't have the same kind of visibility over the traffic moving between workloads and in and out of, of uh, uh, subnets or VNets and VPCs, et cetera. And uh, as a result, the necessary tools and the visibility and analytics they get by looking at packet-level data gets lost. Uh, and we restore that. So our goal is to help companies get total access and visibility and control over packet data in their cloud uh, to be able to send it to tools. So our little tagline is get pack cloud packets to your tools so that you can have the same kind of visibility and analytics and control and troubleshooting and security that you have in your data center. And this is important because this is a continuation of the existing practices. Many of us, when we get into that, I've got to troubleshoot something, we turn to our packet analyzers because it's often the best tool that we have. And in the cloud, you, it's very difficult to capture packets uh, in any meaningful way. So this is where that product fits in, I think. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, if you look at it in the data center, it's pretty well known, right? Is that you, through mirrors and spans and, and taps, uh, you actually grab traffic, essentially steal it as a site into a sideband network and broker it off to tool complexes. And over time, there's become a very sophisticated sideband network to fuel, fuel these expensive tools, right? Uh, well, again, you go to the cloud and that physical infrastructure is actually uh, taken away from you because it's a shared infrastructure. So yes. the ability to transparently tap is gone and therefore the ability to actually get this view. And there's uh, also and, things like yeah. feeding the packets into IDSs or security tooling or logging tools or audit forensic tools. Those Absolutely. are the sorts of use cases yeah. where we see this. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it, right? I mean, uh, and it's, it's think we take for granted an intrusion detection system. We take for granted the ability to do a diagnostic forensic packet capture for for oh. dealing with an indicator of compromise or for threat hunting and research or actually even just application performance monitoring. Uh, it's kind of if you're looking at the host and the, the database and the app tier to tell you how it's performing, it's kind of like asking the fox to watch the hen house. Sooner or later, you have to step outside and look at things, right? And, yeah, and look at them empirically from what the network is showing uh, and, and, and the like. So, yeah, that's what, that's think, what we're focused on. And the final thing, point that I liked when I was doing the preparation for the show is getting through your product is the pricing. It's fixed. It's there, it's whatever. We'll talk about more about that as we go down the show, but I do like the fact that the pricing is published and I know exactly how much it's going to cost. And I think that is a key differentiator for your product. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, it's actually, it's, it's interesting. There's a, a deeper story here. When we built this company, we kind of said, look, cloud is all about this transparent, disruptive, everything's low cost. You you kind of know what's happening. We want to be focused on that. And when, when we built the, the company, we said, we want to kind of be a no BS company that just solves real world problems mm. um, in fair and decent, direct ways and and kind of eliminate as much of the spin and, and hyperbole that you see out there. And uh, that's our way of cutting through all the noise in the marketplace. Right. Right. So uh, then a couple of questions. Um, So first, we're talking about public cloud providers, I'm assuming AWS, Azure, Google and the like. And secondly, uh, 
Can you drill into a little bit more about Nubeva Prisms? Let's, let's get some details. Okay, as far as clouds, today we are full GA on Azure and AWS. Our technologi- uh, technology theoretically can run on any cloud. It's kind of cloud independent. We just mm-hmm. haven't tested out Google and Oracle and Alibaba and the rest. Mm-hmm. That's coming later this year. Okay. As far as how the product works, diving into that, um, at the highest level, um, Prisms does three things. It gets traffic, it processes traffic, and it distributes it. So it gets traffic from workloads. It processes it, and then it forwards it off to the tools wherever they might be. And we are, have this very open and flexible way to do that. Let me talk to Eric, who can kind of take that a level uh, lower. I think we have a technical audience. So, Eric, I guess the first part that we want to talk about here is how do you capture the packets? So the way we handle packet capture on a source, so for us, everything is a source. Whether mm-hmm. that source is a VM, a container, uh, there's other resources that could potentially be a source in the cloud. Um, for, so for us, uh, a source could be a Prism agent. Uh, it could actually be a Microsoft VTAP, or should any other cloud have any sort of VTAP-like component in the future, that will also be a source. So we can gather uh, gather traffic from any of those sources. And then when you say process, now normally with a network tap or a span, we just capture the packets and then uh, the, it's up to the tools above that to do the processing. So tell me, dive into what you say, what you mean when you say process. Sure. There are really two kind of two aspects when you when you unpack how our product works. At one point, we have a very simple solution where the agent on a source, a Prism agent, will send traffic directly to the tool, simply encapsulated in VXLAN or GRE, and it will deliver it to the tool. Now, there's many reasons why people may want a, a slightly more advanced solution where you do additional things with this packet your traditional network packet broker type of features, slicing, mm. filtering, uh, NetFlow generation, masking, uh, even some things in the future we're, we're looking at. And for those traditionally, what you see in, a, in an on-premises solution, you would have that traffic would go from, uh, from the source, from that tap to a network mm. packet broker. It would, uh, all those actions would be processed and it would be sent out. Mm-hmm. We actually kind of started referring to this as a magic box. And we said, well, there's a lot of things with current cloud solutions. You see they have that magic box in the cloud. So we decided that in addition to this standalone uh, source-to-tool model, that there was also a need to have this magic box. And we actually created that as well. So in Azure today, we have that running on AKS, on Kubernetes, on their Kubernetes service. For instance, inside of uh, AWS, we have this running on ECS, on their container service. So our magic box or our cloud packet broker is actually a fully cloud scalable solution that can grow as large as any company needs to. And it right. will continue to ingest packets uh, using that containerized technology. Okay. So that's a form of processing that you can, I just wanted to sort of get into what processing means. So again, the third part then is distribute. Distributing these flows would be one example. Right. Uh, distributing the, the flows to to, to various to any number of tools, but it's also wherever those tools might be. Those mm-hmm. tools might be in your cloud. Those tools might be in a different cloud region. They could be uh, across a direct connect or an express route through a network packet broker in your on-premises environment. Yep. We really don't care where it is. For us, it's simply an IP and we're going to deliver it. So you're saying if I've invested in a whole packet uh, analytics tool chain on-premises, I can run packets I'm using in cloud workloads, I can get them from you and you can ship them to my private data center and I can process them there. 
Of course. I'll even add on one other thing that we're uh, we kind of been experimenting with around Skunk Works is how do we leverage uh, WAN optimization in, in with that? So there's existing <laughs> riverbed WAN optimization solutions or other vendors that are out there that operate in the cloud. Well, why are we not leveraging those? So um, the way we see this is how do we bring these bits together that people want to use uh, and, and just make it simple? Eric, if I can just jump in here and just add a couple other quick points. Um, you know, there's, there's also basic processing. I mean, we kind of skip past the basics, aggregate traffic um, and then replicate it out to more than one tool uh, or more than one destination, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, simple filtering, uh, packet slicing, and maybe you don't need the full payload. Maybe you only need the first X number of bytes, right? So the idea of doing very simple thing with what seems to be sophomoric, it's not available on the cloud. But imagine grabbing your t- traffic from all your mission critical HR and finance uh, apps, uh, all the tiers, um, p- aggregating it together, filtering out the stuff you want and sending it out to three different tools, wherever they might be. That's essentially um, what that starts with. We have grand designs of what that elastic uh, uh, packet processing service can do. As we mentioned, uh, we're doing things like fiddling with uh, NetFlow generation but the ability for that node to do advanced things like regex matching or, mm-hmm. as Eric mentioned, uh, PCI or data masking so that uh, mm-hmm. data, certain data doesn't get forwarded. And certainly the ability uh, in our architecture in the future to support something like SSL uh, is there, uh, decryption, et cetera. So the, the architecture has this vast scalability to either simply send a simple traffic from the tap directly to a tool or ultimately through this uh, packet processing service to do whatever you need in terms of uh, manipulating that data so that the right data gets the right tool in the right form, right? Okay, so performance is going to be a really important part of this because when you're burning CPU and and network performance in the cloud, um, it's got to be important that you're going to have good performance because you're going to be generating a lot of packet capture. How do you scale with that? How do you handle that? What sort of performance numbers are you seeing? So there are two ways of, of looking at that. First is at the agent level itself. Any agent can only send uh, a maximum amount of traffic. But it's also to understand that it can send, uh, how much traffic can it send and ensure that all the packets are received at the, at the endpoint. Mm. So for us, uh, our agents are currently rated above three gigabits of traffic. Based on our testing, we know that we're three times as fast as our closest competitor. And arguably, we're, in, in a couple cases, about 30 times faster than some other players out there today okay. with, our, with our Linux agent. In addition to that, our Prism Services processor, or that magic box in the middle, one of those containers can actually do a full 10 gigabits per second, which is full line rate uh, right. with the box that we're using inside of Amazon. And oh, by the way, remember, that's a full 10 gigabit line rate using AWS ECS. So that is really a VM in an auto scaling group that will continue to scale up as it hits, uh, starts hitting maximum bandwidth. We will have another PSP spin up automatically. Uh, right, and so it does scale beyond the point. So, and also you're using the native cloud tools to scale that horizontally. Now, you mentioned the Prism tool. So that's an inline proxy and that's how you get the, the greater line rates. It's not as much a proxy. It truly is a cloud packet broker. The the agents or the VTAPs or whatever in the future will actually now send their traffic to the Prism Prism services processor. Yeah, I see what you're saying. What you're saying is agents on the servers send up to three gigabits per agent and the Prism uh, packet brokering tool, it's Uh not a packet broker, but that, that capability is 10 gig line rate in a single instance, but it also auto scales horizontally. 
Of course. Yep. You got okay. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And that, again, that is supported today in Azure or AWS. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as we see what's out there, there is no reason that this is not doable in AWS Outposts, Azure Stack, uh, insert other clouds here. Uh, it's pretty straightforward as things continue to expand in the cloud. So are, are there use cases that you see customers using? Because one thing that I'm thinking is one of the reasons folks go to public cloud is they don't necessarily want to have to worry about the underlying infrastructure. Uh, so what's sort of the value of even bothering to look at packets and packet performance in the cloud, considering that you know my that the cloud service provider isn't going to let me tinker with the network at all? Uh, yeah. So I, let me let me take the front of that. It's if you think about um, the visibility you have in the cloud, um, the lack of visibility in this uh, and the tools. It's all about the tools. The tool capabilities that you have in your data center are lost when you move to the cloud. Now, some customers are stopping and saying, "I need to get there quick. I'll figure it out later." Mm-hmm. Some some companies are saying, "I don't even know that you can do this, so I'm not even investigating it." Yet we have others where the lack of this control and visibility that this delivers are slowing down their cloud migrations, right? The teams are, who are held accountable for the business processes behind these tools are saying, whoa, 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 we can't move to the cloud until we figure this out. So there is no one pathway, right? But we're seeing those three general scenarios of companies. For the company who has tools and who says, I'm in the cloud and have connected A and B and say, I need to do this. Um, then there's the second part, which is how are they deploying? And, and the simple idea is that, um, as we talked, you can send traffic back to your existing investment and maybe you just identify bits and pieces of your cloud because, of course, sending traffic across the land, a WAM could be very expensive. Um, but you say, which are my mission-critical assets? What do I want to start monitoring? Dip your toe in the water. Mm-hmm. We have some others who are more advanced really committed to cloud who are mostly into the cloud and are saying, I want to perform nation state type stuff. I want to monitor everything. Uh And I want to not only monitor everything, I want to throw stuff into storage for forensic capture on a rolling, like a network BCR, right? But for my cloud, because I can, and because it's cheap. Um, So what we haven't found is one deployment model. The cool thing that we have found is, is that the flexibility of of our prisms um, in terms of uh, you can deploy it so many different ways and apply it to your architecture and your your scenario. It's pretty cool. Uh, and we're finding that we can meet just about every one of those scenarios, whether it's a simple toe in the water or mainstream mission critical big time. Okay, so uh, what about managing all this? But I'm thinking this could get out of hand pretty quickly in a distributed cloud environment. Yeah, key point is is that if if this stuff's hard enough in a data center, think about where you have all these dynamic resources and elastic events uh, happening throughout your cloud. So we've built this policy-based uh, management system um, that uh, is delivered as a web app. And, and essentially, you set policies around uh, metadata or tags in your cloud. So for example, uh, very common is you could say, hey, everything in finance, I just want to put a custom tag against those resources as they spin up. Our system has the ability to detect resources as they appear and sense their um, their tags and ultimately bucket them into connection and collection and processing policies. Mm-hmm. So let's say a resource spins up, you have an elastic event, 
um, uh, and all of a sudden five more resources come up. We see those resources come up. We determine what type of resources if they fit the policy. We grab traffic for them and go in. They go away. They're shut down. This allows customers to kind of set up policies once and really never go into our console again. Our philosophy is our system is not another platform for you to manage, but really this toolkit that allows you to instrument your cloud and then get on with your business. Uh, and so that's how we've approached this. We're pretty excited about it. So your product sort of self-automates itself in a way. Once you set the parameters for operation, you can just say, capture, create as many Nubeva prisms as you need. It'll auto-scale and then just keep installing agents and, and it'll all be there, ready to go. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Exactly mm-hmm. it. So Steve and Eric, we're about at the end of our time. If folks want to find out more, where would you direct them to? So www.nubeva.com, N-U-B-E-V is a Victor A. Uh, .com. Um, there's full uh, information there as well as pricing laid out, uh, everything disclosed. And we'd encourage you to try it. There's free trials available as well as we'd be glad to engage with you and help you figure out how to solve real world problems. Fantastic. And we'll have links to those resources in the show notes that accompany this podcast. Uh, Eric and Steve, thank you for being with us today. We thank Nubeva for being a sponsor. Thank you, as always, for listening. You can find this and many more fine, free technical podcasts along with our community blog at packetpushers.net. Follow us on Twitter at Packetpushers. Find us on LinkedIn, like us on Facebook, and rate us on iTunes. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.